welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and explores how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and on this very special episode of the Common Good Podcast, I am delighted to be joined by our Principal and Vice-Chancellor, Professor Pamela Gillies, to talk about her 17 years at GCU, the progress the university has made under her leadership and what the future holds for her. Principal, wonderful to have you on the show. Thanks very much for joining. I'm delighted to be here. I think the best place to start is by going right back to the very beginning. You joined the Glasgow Caledonia University as Principal and Vice-Chancellor in 2006. What was the university like when you joined it? Well, it wasn't at all what I expected. I'd been at the University of Nottingham for 22 years and a Pro-Vice-Chancellor for four, working to Sir Colin Campbell. That was a highly competitive environment. But when I walked through the door here to a university I didn't really know, and remember, I walked through in 2005 in the September to come for my interview. And wee John was on the door of the Britannia. And he just welcomed me and chatted away. And I thought, oh, this is an interesting atmosphere. So I knew right away that we were a friendly university, welcomed strangers. However, the university was great at teaching. It had fantastic quality measures. But we had hardly any research. We had one international partnership, so we were pretty inward focused, you know, looking at, at Scotland and what Scotland needed, and that was important, but I thought, gosh, no international partnerships. That's no research to speak of. There was a little, but it certainly wasn't world leading. And I thought, well, this is exciting. But one thing we also had that we didn't have at my previous university was we had a fantastic mission statement, and that was in our seal for the common wheel. Mm -hmm. And that was very attractive to me because I was uh, a long time lefty, as my previous vice chancellor used to call me. I was his first female on his executive team. And he said, oh, you're my wee lefty. You're my social conscience, Pamela. So for the common wheel attracted me. And uh, I thought, oh, we can do something with that. Now explain those key areas that you sought to change and develop, Principal. You've touched on their research, uh, international partnerships. How did you go about expanding and developing that? So it all starts from the common good, the common will, and that strong sense of collective purpose, that sense of belonging, that community spirit. That's the most important thing to develop for a university. At the University of Nottingham, it was about being best in the world at research. Well, Loads and loads of places are great at research, but how many universities in the world can say that their main purpose is to be for the common good? So that was the most important conversation to start off in the university, and it was welcomed with open arms. But internationalization was a bit tougher to handle. Some people said, oh my goodness, why do we need to be international? Have a more diverse student population and staff population. And I started to explain it was about developing excellence in research as well as improving our culture. So internationalisation was important and that had to be developed through partnerships. Some of them were pretty controversial, you know. Uh, we started a public-private partnership, a joint venture partnership with Into Foundation to create a foundation college. That was hugely successful in attracting agents to come and work with us and to help us reach out into the world. But we actually physically had to go to China. And I went with my first chair of court, Martin Chain, 
we had to eat some pretty interesting food <laughs> on that trip. And I told everybody I was teetotal so that Martin Chain and Mike Mannion had to drink the fire water. <laughs> I got away from that. But we had to reach out to the world to create these partnerships, and we've done magnificently over the years. Being international attracted some outstanding individuals to us who were attracted also by our mission for the common good, like Mohammed Yunus, which in turn helped us attract some of the best researchers in the world to the university. But I also noticed that there weren't very many women in, in leading roles in the institution. That was a bit of a, uh, a challenge to me because we had a, an enormous executive board of 17 people and only two were women. Right, wow. So I work in Roman eights. Eight's a good number for a, for a team. Small groups of committed people change the world. But I felt it was really important to increase the number of female professors in the university give women an opportunity to lead. And we certainly have improved that over the years. That was definitely a deficit. And what about league tables and rankings, Principal? Because I know that certainly, like, latterly, over the last year, the Guardian uh, University Guide, the, the, the Times University Guide, were certainly uh, punching above our weight on those rankings. Indeed. We were pretty low down in the rankings when I joined because, of course, our research was weak. Good teaching, but weak research and little international excellence. It wasn't surprising we weren't very high in the league's tables. And I remember Martin Chain uh, challenging me and saying to me, Pamela, I want us to be in the top 50 in the United Kingdom of all universities. And I thought, oh my goodness, Martin, that's a tough challenge. But you know, 17 years on, we're number 52 in the Times Higher Education uh, League tables. And that's a pretty good place to be. In top 70 in the world for our impact and that's an outstanding achievement for us. We've spoken about the university's motto, the university for the common good, and I think that's something that we see embedded across the entire university in everything we do. But Principal, how did you sought to mobilise that mission statement? Ah, you have to actually um, act on it. So you have to have demonstration projects that everybody in the university can get engaged in. So something like the Caledonian Club, raising aspirations for young school children from the poorest of backgrounds to actually come into the university to work with our staff and our wonderful student mentors. That's something everybody could engage in and it's been an outstanding success. Or the uh, Grameen Caledonian College of Nursing in Bangladesh, you know, a nursing college for women from the poorest parts of Bangladesh who had very little education. So we opened the doors of educational opportunity. And not just our nurses went out there to support the development of that wonderful college, but our legal scholars, uh, engineers, people from the business school, because we developed it as a, a social business, were able to take part and volunteer in growing that offer. That's what's exciting. That really stirs the blood, if you like, and gets people engaged when they can see the practical difference they can make in the world. But of course, we reached out locally because we are a, a, a fantastic anchor institution for our city. And our civic work through our you know, pro bono law clinics that our students run, uh, working out in the high rises, our social work students, getting up all those stairs when the lifts are, are broken you know, to, to deal with the elderly population's needs, all volunteering, uh, those practical benefits come home uh, very vividly in the stories of the, the 
change to people's ordinary everyday lives. It's simply helping with their diabetic foot sores and, and that kind of issue. That, that the food bank work that we do is also outstanding. Now, everything that's been achieved at GCU and our success has been very much a, a team effort, a, a team endeavour. But I'd like to ask you, Principal, about individuals that you've worked with over the past 17 years. Is there anyone that's really stood out, anyone you want to give a particular shout out to? Well, I, I, really, I really have to mention the late Professor Mike Smith because he was our first PVC research and he passed away in 2011 but he really masterminded our first research assessment success, encouraging everybody, telling them that, you know, we, we do have the ability to do well in this assessment exercise. And my goodness, we, we, we absolutely did. And he gave me confidence as well. I, I'll never forget a funny story. Our wonderful first, my wonderful first chancellor, Magnus Magnuson, came to see me with the first female president of Iceland, Vigdis Finnbogadotter. Magna said, I'm bringing this wonderful woman uh, to meet you, Pamela, uh, in your office and be there with your PVC research. Uh, so Vigdis, this was in my first months as Vice-Chancellor and Principal, Vigdis charged into the room. She was a, you know, a very robust lady, uh, marched over to Mike Smith, shook his hand and said, nice to meet you, Principal and Vice-Chancellor. And I stood there, mouth agape, as you can imagine. And she turned to me and she said, Pamela, you need, to, you need to have more confidence in your ability to be a leader. You know, get rid of this imposter syndrome. syndrome. Put your shoulders back. Um, project your personality and confidence. She said, I knew Mike was the PVC research, but you have to put your best foot forward. And she then very helpfully said, lose a bit of weight and get a running machine. <laughs> Which was, you know, very good advice. <laughs> Wonderful working with Muhammad Yunus, our Nobel laureate, and uh, was astonished. I sent him a handwritten note through Azim Ibrahim, one of our local Bangladeshi academics, and he just took the note to Muhammad Yunus, and Yunus was charmed, came to the university, loved the people he met, loved what he saw. Outstanding for the university to have a Nobel laureate as our chancellor. And then being able to attract Cam Donaldson and his team from Newcastle University, Sharon Hutchison and Claudia Escott from Public Health Scotland. Uh, we, we got on a wee bit of a roll, you know? And then Annie Lennox saying, yeah. yes, I'll come and work with you because the university and your students and staff are doing such great work. These are just a few, but we've so many outstanding individuals. But I think it's what you said earlier. It's, it's because we work collectively, collaboratively as a team, and we work as a team across disciplines to solve problems. Actually quite rare. Academics like to stay in the re disciplines, be it psychology or mathematics or like me, epidemiology. But it's when you cross those disciplinary boundaries that you find solutions to the most complex problems in life. What about our students' principal? We have got thousands of students who have gone to various far-flung parts of the globe to, to practice in, in industry and, and take up careers there. Are you particularly proud of their efforts? Oh my goodness, not half. I mean, and the vast majority are first in their family like me to go to university, but they demonstrate resilience and robustness. And some of the CEOs of the most famous companies like Barclays and Hewlett Packard have said to me, we love your students, Pamela, because they're intellectually very, very bright and able. Uh, and, and they are resilient. They're, they will turn their hand to, ev to anything. Um, 
but as they say in the Scottish parlance, they're not up themselves. You know, they actually work as part of a team and they get the job done. But hugely proud of our students because of their courage to reach out and take these opportunities, not just to stay at home. And look, you know, during COVID, 500 of our nurses, student nurses, stepped up to the front line from day one. We were all frightened then. We didn't know what this uh, pandemic would mean for us all. But our students stepped forward. They stepped forward to join the Pella Peppa Train of Hope, you know, treating over 35,000 uh, Africans from rural areas with eye problems over the last 10 years. Quite astonishing. And our student presidents and student officers do also do a remarkable job. And I have to mention Ailey Fulton and Susan Doherty, again during COVID, being brave enough, you know, to come onto the executive board. Okay, we were the only university that, that invited our student <laughs> president and vice president onto the board to take some of the toughest decisions we ever had to take in our life. But it meant the student voice and the student concerns were at the heart of our decision making. I think we made better decisions uh, as a result of that. But it's down to the students, you know, their confidence and their bravery in coming forward. We've spoken about some of the successes over the past 17 years, Principal. What about some of the challenges? Are there any moments or incidents that you think you've shown resilience and robustness to overcome? Wow, yes. Uh, in 2011, when uh, Theresa May was in the Home Office and had decided that she would reduce immigration by limiting uh, students, international students coming into the country, and our international student numbers were beginning to increase. International students were seeing us as a place to come. Very important for us for all kinds of reasons, not least, you know, financially, to make sure we were sustainable, but that isn't the only reason that it's important to have international students. But in 2011, uh, the Home Office started to crack down on uh, allowing visas for students to come, and they decided they'd make an example, they'd have a pilot study institution where they would suspend the license to see how it would work. And they chose us. And honestly, because I think they thought Glasgow Caledonian University, oh, are we, are we up in Scotland? You know, we're in Westminster. We'll just choose a wee Scottish university. I could be wrong here, but I think they, <laughs> they probably thought, you know, nobody will, nobody will notice. We'll, we'll try it out on them. But this could have been very serious for us. And if it hadn't been for the dedication, uh, the legal brain of our wonderful university secretary, Jan Hume, I don't think we would have received our license back as quickly and fully. We were only without it for a couple of weeks. Uh, but Jan was all oh, fearsome in, <laughs> in tackling the Home Office on that issue. And she came through and we were victorious. But it was a really tricky time. There's been a number of successes, Principal, but if you had to pick one one of the successes from your 17 years, what's the one you're perhaps most proud of? Oh my goodness. This is a really tough question. a difficult question. question. It's a really tough question. Because you see, there's always that thrill of joy at every single graduation ceremony when the students have all walked over the stage and the pipers played Scotland the Brave and everybody then cheers. It's such a wonderful feeling of satisfaction for everyone in the hall. And that's the, that's the one thing that happens again and again and again. For me, for nearly 90,000 students at 
Glasgow Caledonian University. But each and every individual student can then go out and make a big difference in the world, working with others. So rather than single out any one thing that the institution has achieved, I think it's the achievement invested in opening the doors of opportunity to our students that's most rewarding. Now, Principal, you are leaving Glasgow Caledonia University at the end of December. What does the future hold for you? Well, I hope it holds later later rising in the morning would be nice, you know, not doing emails at half past five in the morning will be very nice <laughs> indeed. Uh, it holds certainly, maybe do what Vigdis said I should do way back 17 years ago, <laughs> get fitter, uh, but it holds writing two books and I'm really excited to write one on public health with uh, Professor Anthony Morgan, an old friend and colleague, and the other on values in developing positive culture in a university with the outstanding Caroline Parker. She's been instrumental yeah. in leading the charge to developing a good culture in our institution. She is, as I said, really outstanding. So those are two books I'm really looking forward to writing. I have worked with the Royal Society of Edinburgh on their research board and, uh, and I've been elected to the board of the European Women's Rectors Association. Brilliant. So I'll be mentoring new young female rectors across, um, they're actually vice chancellors, they're called rectors in Europe, but across Europe, and I'm excited at that opportunity. I don't want to rush and take too many jobs on too quickly. I think that might be a mistake. Give myself a wee break. Get those Duracell bunny batteries charged up fully <laughs> before I plunge into the next exciting, exciting adventure. My final question, Principal, if you were to look back and reflect on your 17 years at the university, how do you feel? A sense of satisfaction that we have achieved such a huge amount in terms of creating jobs, regenerating the city, providing opportunities for our students. And you know, our research, second in the UK for health impact, being able to announce on the 1st of December that we are leading a programme to eradicate HIV and hepatitis C. Oh, that was truly wonderful for me because I'm an old HIV epidemiologist. Uh, so summing up, it's a, a feeling of satisfaction because I think we're in a really good place and I think uh, we've got a fantastic future ahead of us as an institution. We have a, a new principal and vice-chancellor coming in who shares our values. He's going to take us on new adventures. Fresh eyes are always good, you know. I've got old eyes now, young, you know. <laughs> nearly a big 7-0, so fresh eyes are good. And just that a sense of joy, actually, at having had the opportunity to have the very best job in the world and to share it with some fabulous colleagues, who many of whom have become friends. Uh, that, that's, that's really a great prize to have won the friendship of so many of the colleagues I've worked with for so many years. Well, Principal, it has been an absolute pleasure to get the chance to talk to you and I'll say an absolute pleasure to work with you. I've been at university for ten and a half years and I think any time I've had the chance to, to work on a project with you or do some filming with you, it's always been great fun, so I'd like to thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. 
I would also like to thank you, the listener, for tuning into this episode and you'll be able to join us again soon when we'll be in conversation with another member of the GCU community. Please take the time to subscribe to this podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and everywhere else and you'll get every episode sent straight to your listening device. So until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast. Thank you.